0: And yes, welcome to Top of the Card, the five-person way match of... uh, I never have an opening for this that's good, but this is the five people talking about wrestling. I should just leave with that next time. We'll see how long I do that. It's been 20 episodes, but we are here. It's Top of the Card pod on Twitter and wherever you find your podcasts and more on that in a little bit. But I'm your co-host or one of them, Scott.
1: Joining me is CT. How are you today? I am doing fantastic, Scott. Uh, I think the G1 ended between now and when we last did a podcast. That was fun. And just, no, wrestling is good. It's, it's, life is good. It's all good. It's good. Wish it wasn't 90 degrees me at end of October, but you know, that's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm cold wearing a sweater. It's, yeah, shut up. Uh, Red, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk tonight. Wrestling's been
0: interesting the last two weeks, and uh, there's a lot to be said. Yeah, you've been you've been amped up and ready since last week, I think. You were you're ready to go. So. I was. That was before some more news happened, so we'll we'll get into that. GMSG, how are you doing today? Good. A little cold.
3: Nephew gave my baby nephew cold and then it passed on to me because I take care of him. So Yay! Wrestling's been <laughs> fun though. Lots of stuff going on.
0: Lots of stuff going on. Lots to talk about. And last but not least, Bear me. Bear me Jesus, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty
4: good. I am cold as well not having a cold but cold and it is and it has rained all day today so it's just been dreary and ugly but hey
0: there's a lot of good stuff going on in
4: wrestling and i'm ready to dive in so
0: but how about yourself how are you doing today i'm doing pretty good thank you thank you uh tired as i mentioned before recording it's just busy at work and yeah it's wrestling is the fun stuff we get to enjoy that and watch some craziness and two weeks of news happened and once again, not recording earlier in the week has saved us because of some news that broke yesterday. And people will probably know what I mean by that already by the time we get there. But anyway, let's start with Saudi Arabia, because that's a, that's a good topic to start with, right? I jest. Um, Crown Jewel was actually an awesome show, I think, by all fronts. We all definitely enjoyed that, as far as I'm aware. Um, it was in the middle of the week on a Thursday, like, noon... for me because I had vacation so it was great but uh we had we had Hell in a Cell on it we had King of the Ring we had Queen's Crown we had Universal Title I'm just gonna say right off the bat that Hell in a Cell was amazing probably my favorite match all night and it opened uh even the pre-show tag match was fun the non-title Hurt Business and Usos the Universal Title was fun I loved seeing Roman retain I I kind of figured he would the King of the Ring King Xavier that's awesome very happy with that and it's been a week and a half a week or so and I am forgetting stuff obviously because there's a fair bit yeah the queen's crown could have been better that uh, whatever but it's cool Zelina won it she looks great with it, it it's going to be a fun thing and the women's title the triple threat was awesome they, they went all out I, I don't know it was a good show there wasn't really anything bad about the entirety of it uh, CT what, did, what were your thoughts on this thing
1: well, funny you mentioned you go to me first because I didn't watch it. <laughs> um, I watched like a solid hour in the middle and I need to catch up on the Hell in a Cell. It's just been like super, super busy. So it's just like it's on the agenda. Um, but I watched the match, the Biggie Drew McIntyre match. It was fantastic. Um, like genuinely a great, like really something Big e did, I, I think to really like solidify him as feeling like the champion was just to go out, have a hard hitting, great match. And that was this... Um, overall happy to see people really enjoying this show i think the saudi shows yes they have been quite crap in the past a lot of the times but also i think a lot of people tend to overlook uh, the saudi shows and just like kind of write them off as being like oh they're nothing Um, when we've had world title changes we've had great matches in the past but this really felt like kind of the first time it was an all-around great show from what i heard and that general audiences seem to at least also enjoy it um, with all of us who watched it, or I guess all of you who watched it. So no, I'm happy about it. I have no complaints. It looked good. Um, felt like a big deal. Like really felt like a big deal when you really go through the card. Um, and I, All around, I think it has to be considered a success.
0: Yeah. I think some of the overall consensus afterwards was it was WWE's best show of the year or close to it. Cause SummerSlam was pretty great and WrestleMania was pretty great, but we were joking Saudi mania during it. It was, it was pretty wild. Uh, GMSG, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, it was
3: amazing. It, the crowd was loving every single match on that card. It, it was insane at how lively they were for four hours of wrestling. Um, I sadly did miss the Queen of the Ring, Queen's Crown match. I had to do like six things during it. it I mean, the show was at 12 to 4 my time, so kind of bad
0: time to do things. But it was a great show. I did forget, yeah, there was a This Is Awesome chant. For, I think, every match. And some of them had him twice. And, yeah, like I I said, CT, I forgot. You reminded me of Big E and Drew. Like, I forgot about that match. That was a great match. The after-match show of respect was also great. So, yeah, really, really fun. Uh, uh, Bear Me, what were your thoughts on this one?
4: I thought the show was really, really damn good for being a Saudi show. Like we joked, Saudi mania in the chat. You know, it was really good. That Rollins edge match where Rollins like died for our sins when he went up and flew into the cell and then through the table. Amazing stuff. But uh, I kind of want to give a little shine to the women's triple threat. I thought that 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 match was an absolute classic and they really outdid themselves, especially in Saudi with that match. And uh, I think that was a really kind of a big deal. And I, yeah. Other than that, I really, really don't have too much to go on. But yeah, that match was great. And uh, I do. Oh, I do want to say that I thought the Roman Brock match was a little bit of a dud. Not like a little bit of a dud, but I thought that it could have been better. But we're obviously going to get another match, so I feel like maybe it was just an appetizer of what's to come.
0: So, but overall, it was a great show. Yeah, it did feel almost a bit like it was a weaker one. In comparison, but when everything was pretty great, it being weaker is still above the norm. So, I think yeah, it that's was fine. But I know what you mean. Yeah, it just it didn't kind of click the same way. Like yeah, that, the Hell in a Cell did and things like that.
4: That spot where Roman flew out of the ring onto Brock was incredible. I can't believe he got that much height on that dive. Yeah, just want to throw that out there. That's that that's a great.
0: WrestleMania moment. That really is what that kind of is. Like, oh, he doesn't bust that out just for anybody. So to see that was pretty wild.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And Red, to round out Crown Jewel, what are your thoughts?
2: So, everybody here has already said how great it is. I had only one issue, and it honestly was the length. And I know they don't go to Saudi often, so they're going to put as much time into the pay-per-view as they can. But by the time we got to Biggie and Drew, I was kind of drained, and those final three matches just went for so long that I, I kind of started zoning out towards the end. I, I saw the matches, but... They started off so hot. Even the kickoff usos and hurt business was hot. I mean, that crowd loved every minute of it. I mean, you got too heat, and then it just it was so high to start to show off. And as the show went on, it just dragged and dragged and dragged. And then towards the end, it was just like, are we done yet? And that, that's my only
0: complaint. Other than that, the entire was pretty damn good. Yeah, it is. I think that's a, one thing we've kind of noticed since the pandemic started is that. A four-hour, plus the pre-show, WWE show is on the long side. Um, we, we've we seen, I think, Impact and ROH are pretty much the only guys, oh, and AEW, uh, doing that. But the majority of the shows have been WWE with takeovers. And they've been three hours, maybe even a little under here and there at the start of the pandemic. It was like two and a half. So to get a four-hour one out of them at that pace is a bit much. Not for nothing, the crowd loved it. So <laughs> that, that's always my barometer of that. If the, if the live crowd loves it, I mean, they got what they wanted. Yeah, it might not have come across for some people, fair enough, but it is what it is. It's fine. Uh, it's interesting to see that show is going to be followed by Survivor Series and then no TLC, but we'll, we'll, we'll get more into that as we go through the month's uh, upcoming because their calendar is getting weird, but that, that's a story for another day. Uh, what did apparently happen though was right after all this, we go to SmackDown, and it it was I know Red I'll come back to you right away on this because I know you want to talk about SmackDown and Raw for that matter. Uh, you had issues with it because I've, I've got for those for those paying attention we've had a list of what we've got on here and I've got New Era post draft kind of low, but it can kind of lump it in here. It is a lot of stuff where not a lot was really new, and they even almost made a joke about it. But the big story, just to get it out of the way, yeah, Andrade was mad at something, and then it got revealed that apparently Charlotte and Becky had a backstage argument over the segment with Sonya, and they didn't like it, but they did it anyway, and it was, quote, mistimed, and Charlotte wasn't supposed to drop the belt, and you can already see where this is going. They had a fit, threw it back and forth, and they each had their own belt, and then on they go, and apparently Charlotte immediately left and went to Rampage, because it was in Florida, to support Andrade. Now, what I remember CT even saying was, well, they're acting like they're characters, which is a really good point. <laughs> they're both kind of bitchy heels right now, so none of that seemed out of the ordinary. Like, oh, it's disrespectful. And that's the point of them. But if it wasn't the right thing and the friendship is falling out, blah, blah, blah. It's, I think it's more issue than it's worth, but Red, I said I'd come back to you first here. With all this going on and with them literally swapping titles, which I remember you predicting that and I'm like, I hope not and they did it. What's your overall feel on where they're going with that story or, or anything else related to that right now?
2: Oh, my, my opinion of Charlotte and Becky is going to be basically Cena-Orton. These two are not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, I know the rumors of Charlotte probably going to AEW are heightening are getting bigger as the days go by and more complaints come out of. But I can see them going back and forth for the next five to ten years just being those two girls that always try to outdo each other. It's annoying. It's garbage. I don't want to see it. But that just... I mean, we didn't want to see Cena and Orton 17 times, and we still got that. So, honestly, everyone can complain about it, but there's not a damn thing we can do about it because it still sells. It's probably still going to be better matches than most of the females on the roster actually put on.
0: So... That, that is a good comparison, because I remember those matches with Orton and Cena being fine, but I just I stopped caring, because it was so frequent. It was when they had, like, bragging rights and stomping grounds, or whatever those shows were, and breaking point, and it just kept trading back and forth. Uh, I, it does remind me of a funny tweet I saw where someone said, booking Charlotte versus Becky at Survivor Series is a bad idea, because it's too volatile. And I'm sitting here just going, do, do you not know what Survivor Series history is with guys named, you know, Brett and Sean? You want to talk volatile? Let's go. Book that. You'll get people tuning in just to see. Like, that's the one time they can actually do that. If if they're professionals, it's already fine and they've moved on. But you never know. Uh, CT. I see I, I was coming I mean, to you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to, like, you know, fully respect your guys' opinions. I think that comparison to Cena or Orton is quite poor. Because, like, it's not the situation we're in. When it was Charlotte and Sasha for, like, six months straight, mm. that was Cena and Orton. They've had how many singles matches have these two like had on like actual they had their feud right after SummerSlam a few years back where they had the evolution match. I think they had a hell in a cell match, like not in the cell but the show. And then like they haven't really feuded or had that many matches. Becky's been away for over a or it's been over a year, I think so. The pandemic was weird Mm -hmm. time wise. Yeah. But like These two haven't faced off in a long time. They haven't really faced off that much in general. They had like one feud with like, let's say three to four actual matches. Yes, I think they've had a couple like Random Raw or SmackDown that ends in DQ. But like, this is not a match we've seen that many times. They're both hot right now. And they both like have great chemistry. The matches are great. The Evolution match was considered one of the matches of the year. So I really don't get why everyone's like, oh, this sucks. We've seen this so many times. I can't believe they're doing this again. We haven't seen this for years. Like, I don't get the complaint here. I, I get maybe this is <laughs> not the story you want, specifically with Bianca Belair being really hot right now and Bianca Becky being a big match, but that will probably be a Mania match, I assume. Like, I, I just don't see that comparison personally. Not to shout on your opinions, but I don't personally see it.
0: I think part of what Red was saying was that he, sees, he sees this as where it's going. We're going to get a lot of Becky and Charlotte upcoming and he's already over it for one
2: but but i I also have another issue we're not
0: objectively (laughs) we we might not true exactly he's just worried that that's going to be the case for the next like months or even years it's going to always be these two again which is not likely but it kind of is too (laughs) like it's good good. they're always going to be there in some ways
1: but more comparable to austin rock if i'm being honest like Mm -hmm. not quality wise i'm not like saying that but like i i feel like it's much more compared to that we're like that's how you get great rivals in great feuds that last years, they keep coming back to it every once in a while, not so much where it gets stale. Boston Rock had three WrestleMania main events, right? They faced off a lot. It's kinda of, I guess you could say Reigns and Lesnar, even though those matches have been shit for the most part. But like, yeah, I don't know. Redwoods, I guess yeah, I think you want to say something.
0: Yeah,
2: my my other complaint of having Becky versus Charlotte happen multiple times. You have a whole fucking roster, and all we get are the same four women facing each other or being in the spotlight the whole time. Yeah, they're the best, but you're never going to have anybody in that spotlight if you don't give them an opportunity. So by pushing Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, I mean, Bailey's out right now, but if she wasn't, she'd be in the spotlight right now. Like, you have all the... I mean, hell, you just drafted, like, five different women from NXT, and you didn't see a damn one of them. And yet, we see the same damn matches over and over and over again that's my issue and that's why i said we have seen becky and charlotte we don't need to see that for another five years but we're gonna get it every year for the next five years
0: so i I, i'm gonna jump on that you don't want to see some of these matches happen again for five years even though they're on the same roster and that's kind of impossible to realistically do like no i don't i want to see new talent actually get a chance to be in the spotlight not the ones
2: that are already set in stone like you're never going to have a future if you keep do in the past, fair,
0: no, the, the fair, argument I definitely argument. don't yeah. disagree, I but just I don't see that Robert's happening. Right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, I think this, like, specifically, I agree with you fully. I'm not gonna, like, I do agree with you. I just think mm. this, like, specific case where it has to be champion versus champion, you can't have, like, you know, Xia Lee come in, win the championship, like, right away. That's not how you properly build a star, as we've seen, because they've done that multiple times. So, like, I agree with you in general. I just don't know if this like specific moment. This is like the one match of the year I disagree with you with. They haven't faced one on one in two years.
0: It's but that's besides the point. For what I think Red's saying, it feels like it's always these guys. It but the thing doesn't is, mean it's factually is. It just feels like. It. I mean, I felt it too. But yeah.
3: Well, I think the thing is Charlotte's constantly in every title picture when she's yeah. around. Like she's had one storyline without a title, and that
0: was with Trish. That was it. I think a major part of right now, though, is it's Survivor Series, so it's a really bad time to yeah. bring others up when it's all champion-focused. It, it is a rough time to try to bring someone else in into that spot. That's why the NXT Survivor Series a couple of years back was awesome for that, because you got to have the multiples with the NXT teams. Bear Me was there. We keep bringing that up. But you got to see these guys on Era kicking ass at that. It was great. So it's I, I do get... The, like, the argument is sound. 100%. You're not going to elevate these people unless you actually do it properly. I think CT, you mentioned this on the last podcast where there was uh, like EC3 was brought up randomly and guys like that were just, oh, they're here now. But they're not doing anything with them and it, they're just like a joke. And you do need to build them up. But you can't also just ignore the past completely. You do have to work through a bit of both. And I think NXT's doing the thing, the thing right now with that with your Chompas and stuff like that, working with Braun Breaker. Well, we'll talk about Halloween Havoc in a little bit, but it's that kind of idea, I think. NXT's got a better balance of old and new because they're making the old work with the new in a way that benefits both, I feel. And main roster just doesn't quite do that as well, I think.
3: Well, it does help that NXT gets to push some of their old into the other brands. True. The other brands don't push it back, usually. They put, they've put they only put Charlotte there for like, two months, and then Finn Bauer there for a year. Uh, and Breeze and Zango for a little bit, but it, they don't put as much back in to NXT.
0: Now, Red, I, I remember um, the one that got, The tweet that everybody kind of jumped on that was amazing was that it's a new era. Here's a rematch of RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. It's like... Yeah, it makes sense for a rematch in, in one aspect because they're the top team. But they lost clean, so it, what's the point of the rematch? But also in New Era, that was trending for a while, New Era. Like, it was it was a joke. It Very poorly done. I, I, I want to go back to you on this more, because on that topic of the new talent, because I remember seeing the matches that were coming up and the ones that were happening, and I remember in our Discord, which, by the way, go to our Discord over on uh, Frontline League. You can go in there in our live event chat and everything in there. Uh, there was one match, I think it was Dominic Mysterio versus Austin Theory, which you were, you were genuinely excited to see that because that was new, right? Like that, That's the kind of stuff that you're looking for, right? So, Raw was new. I,
2: I mean, Raw, they came out with a tweet of RK Bro and all that. That match ended up not happening. They got rid of it, whatever. But majority of the matches on Raw were all new. SmackDown, on the other hand, was a bunch of talking and a bunch of rematches. And that's the part that bothered me. You sit there and you have your season premiere on SmackDown, and yet this is supposed to be a new era. Like, everything should be new to an extent. Nothing was new, it felt like. You had new people, and you barely... I think you saw one, two people, and Hit Row was one of them. So, like, if you're going to say new, if you're going to have a draft and you're going to make a splash you have to have new talent come in and do stuff. You can't sit there and just say, oh, we're going to have a new era, but yet you're still showcasing all the old people. That's what happened to every single, well, not every single call-up, but majority of the call-ups over the last three to four years is, oh, they're new people, going to come here, and then they do nothing with them, they have no stories with them, and it's like they're, they get let go after so long, or they go back to NXT. Like it, I feel like their whole uh, algorithm is fucked up somewhere in the line of, yeah, we, we think they're ready. We're going to put them up there, but we're never going to showcase them, so they're not going to do anything. I mean, I can list off Keith Lee was big, really hot, went away for some reason came back, and now they're reinventing him every freaking two weeks. Uh, Karrion Cross got a new character out of NXT. We haven't seen him. I guess he's main eventing on Main Event now. Like You got all these people that could be great stars, main eventers, hell, even B-plus for the IC or uh, United States titles. But no, all you do is bring them in and you kind of make them look like a joke to try to figure out what character to build them on. But yet, I mean, to be fair, I get NXT crowd is different from the WWE crowd. But try that first before you just sit there and scrap all the work that they put in because there are WWE fans that are NXT fans as well. Most of them can
0: carry over, and I feel like they don't want to do that. All I'll say to that is it has been one week, so... There, there, there is uh, that. <laughs> also, like, there's promos Keith... for people coming back. Like, Keith Lee's getting Bearcat promos right now. So, yeah. it's
3: Yeah, Keith Lee was out for health. So, yeah. yeah. He was gone for like eight months. Of course, they're going to revamp him when he comes back. Might as well. And, I mean, you say there wasn't new stuff. Hit Row was on there for a match. They had promos of all the new people that were called up. They had really? Ollie versus...
2: They... I haven't yeah. seen... Tegan Knox or Shotzi on either show over the last two months, even though they've been there, and then they got quoted... Shotzi was not a dark match at the
0: show, the, but he's talking about TV. he doesn't care he about dark split. matches. Dark they're not on match? his TV. That's all he. Had. That But, that, but that's also the thing is, they just split up, so they're going to have to redefine
3: yeah. it. They're fucking team like they're singles characters. Nobody. You can't. You can't have. 20 new people get called up and then just only put them on there. You're going to lose your ca- casual audience that cared about all the other superstars that were there.
2: Yeah. If you constantly I mean, do you that, all those, all those rematches we had, you don't have to have a rematch. If you have a new person to put in that spot.
3: Okay. Ali and Mansoor were a tag team for the last four months. They just split up and had their first match against each other. It's normal for a pay-per-view to have a match rematch the next night. And in fact, these guys just left Saudi Arabia the night before. And competed here. Half the superstars wouldn't be in a match because of jet lag in general. Then you had Drew versus Sami Zayn, which one was a Raw guy and one was a SmackDown guy. They, those guys probably haven't faced in what two, three years. Yes, Shinsuke faced Happy Corbin. Who did? How did Happy Corbin become Happy Corbin? After he got knocked down because Shinsuke and Boogs took the king from him and then embarrassed him for a month. So it's been like four months since they faced off. They're reviving their idea of the feud because Shinsuke has the IC title and Corbin is now a new man. They did do new stuff, but it was the first week and a day after a pay-per-view. Like, you got to give them some time. What was the main event in the show?
2: It was uh, the IC title, I
0: yeah. think. Okay.
2: Yeah, because I think they had a talking segment in end the show of uh, Becky and Charlotte.
1: That was the last, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so rematch wise, I mean, it sounds not I mean, only like really Ali and Mansoor, you could say, right? I'm I'm not mistaken there. I mean, other than Shinsuke and Corbin, but that's also the feud. They that's were they were feuds leading in toward, wrestling.
0: It was the RK Bro, uh, AJ and Omos, which was announced to be happening, which they pulled and did Dirty Dogs and such. But
1: it it was well, just, that's a different show. That's Raw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, that tweet was, like, <laughs> laughably bad, wasn't it? But, yeah. like, um, I, 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 I agree to a point. I just don't agree necessarily on these shows. I, I don't think it's currently an issue. But I think it it's could just too be, soon. You know, in the future.
0: If, 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 if I, there's yeah, no I... progress, yeah. But it's, it's, like, tomorrow on SmackDown, last night, if you're hearing this on the weekend, probably, has been the second SmackDown of the draft, or uh, post-draft. Yeah. So that, that'll be a little more telling to see what we get. Um, I mean if z
1: Lee is only on main event for the which main event I think is a rock show anyway but like if it's if she's only on whatever main event let's say for like three months and she's never seen on Smackdown mm-hmm. yes we have an issue but we're not there yet so then it just feels like we're complaining to me like the potential of it going badly but it's like well I mean sure but that it just feels like a very weird way to look at it I mean and, 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 I well, we're people online on then. the internet
2: <laughs> that's how it goes right here here's my question on all of that then then why even call them up there are plenty of people in nxt that don't get tv time don't get talked about and then all of a sudden surprise here they are why call them up just to say oh we're gonna wait three to four weeks to actually debut you
1: that's only two to three like that in the context of a career that's like nothing why like why wouldn't like it takes three weeks let's say for xylee to get on the tv after promos or building her up or whatever like who cares like what is the issue there
4: yeah, usually they'll just, like, air some vignettes before somebody shows up to, like, it,
1: you know... It used to yeah, be four, that four months yeah. of vignettes. Like, yeah. It used to be, like, three to four months of vignettes building up to a debut. Now, you're seeing people come after... Sometimes even same show they announce, like, oh, Tony Storm is debuting, like, this week or whatever. Like, I just don't think it's that big of a deal at all. With the timing, they had to move
3: people away from NXT because NXT was changing. And some people were going to leave and some were not. And new people are going to get time on that show, but also at this time it's Survivor Series. We might see some of the new people added to, with old people in like the Survivor Series five-e-five matches. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we have the Champions vs. Championship matches. That's not going to have the newest people. It could, and
0: you, you could honestly have could. someone like a Braun Breaker. They could do something where you've got Nakamura suddenly getting challenged by someone to come after his title. It's like, oh, okay. It's like I want to make a statement. I want to go face Damian Priest over there. Like, it, it could be a new guy from Hit Row. It could be Sheamus. Like, th- that could be the story we're getting here w- with this stuff, because that's kind of the the newness of it all. And that's that's the other weird part, too, because when they say it's an all-new roster, well, no, half of it's already from Raw. Like, it, it, it's their new roster, but, you know, Karrion Cross is still there. They just picked him again. So he's, he's st- he didn't go anywhere, but he's on our new roster. It's a weird misnomer that... Is I know we've had issues with them calling it a draft when it's not really that. It it right. it only was like twenty years ago. Let's be honest. But
1: I mean, why wouldn't you though promote them as like new? What does that hurt? You exactly. know, like I get in general like oh dynamite. We've talked about like every <laughs> fucking show is a new anniversary or holiday or sp- coming home or we're homecoming, and you know whatever that means it's the twentieth time in a row you say yeah. it. But like I don't know. I don't blame them for being like the new carrying cross it's exciting oh the new raw roster like it's better than being like well you have five new people and then a bunch of old you know we don't care about them anymore <laughs> like advertising wise like yeah. as long yeah i mean i get what you're saying but also like i yeah i don't it's again don't get i don't register that as an issue guess, it, no it should situation. be a new season <laughs> new season not era but it's also they call it. didn't they call it a season premiere some, they some did music, also call yeah. it a new era
0: the weird thing yeah. they do is they'll say... They'll do a promo for Seth Rollins and one for Kevin Owens, which they, they did on their, their uh, Twitter. They announced these promos and showed them coming to Raw. It's like, odds are people know who these guys are. <laughs> like, it's it's weird to advertise. Oh, he's going to be on Raw now. Cool. I, I watched WWE, so I know who that is. Now he's on that one. Neat. It, it's just a weird tactic. Like, whenever someone gets drafted, they try to explain, Oh, AJ Styles, he's this... this. I know who he is. I watched SmackDown. I it's a weird mentality where there's an audience that only watches one or the other, but doesn't even know about the other. Like it's,
3: and, it's weird.
0: And that's the exact point
3: too. Cause so if you look at the drafts, you, you could say what 50% stayed on either brand that they were. Then you have like 30 to 30 to 40% are from raw or Smackdown, the opposite show. And then they brought in like 10% of people that would be from NXT. So you have three different sets of audiences. Yes. We're the hardcore fans. We watch all of it. But, like, SmackDown gets 2.1 million views right now. Raw gets 1.6, would be 1.8 probably without Monday Night Football blocking it. And then NXT gets, like, 600, 700,000. Those are varying different on- audiences that don't see things. So, like, for example, Drew McIntyre being on SmackDown, that is huge and new compared to him being on Raw for so long. It, we just have to wait and see how they rotate in new people, other brand people, and the people that stayed on the brand. And it's also the two-hour show compared to Raw, which has an extra hour to change things up and do more
4: things. True,
0: Bear me, you haven't said much during all of this. What's your thoughts with this stuff?
4: Do you want my thoughts on Becky and Charlotte or the new era
0: stuff? Oh, whatever, whatever sounds better first, because I know you want to talk about Charlotte.
4: I don't really have a whole lot to say about the new era. I get what you guys are talking about with... Everything. Yeah, McIntyre being on SmackDown is kind of a big deal. I mean, I get what Red's saying. It kind of just feels like it's the same old thing, same old, same old. But, and with the new guys, yeah, it takes time to debut new people. You know, you can't just throw somebody out there right away and expect them to be there. Like I said, with Tony Storm, they did the video package stuff and all of that. So, but I really, I really want to talk about
0: Becky All right, talk, talk about Becky Fairly, Go.
4: Okay, so Becky and Charlotte, I do want to see this match at Survivor Series because since Becky's been back, she has been better than before she left. I don't, I mean, ring in ring wise, she has just a, a million times better. And if we get that Charlotte that faced Bianca on Monday night, that match could go down as one of the best women's matches ever. I'm just gonna say, if we get those two. I think that that segment, definitely something went a little bit weird because you could tell, like, Sonya during it's, like, what's happening. And then if you look over at Michael Cole, he's, like, looking down at his desk with his hand on his forehead. It's, like, hilarious. You're like, oh, God. But uh, I have I have no I, – I, re- I just really want to see that match now because of it. And uh, the whole thing with Andrade, I mean, he can say what he wants. He's in a different company, you know. It, it's no big deal to me. But uh, I don't think Charlotte's going anywhere either from what everybody on the internet people are making videos you know saying oh charlotte's rumored now to go to w you know people are doing that or making opinion pieces on stuff like that but yeah it's pretty much all i gotta say about that too
0: my favorite of those i saw a video that actually said here's how wwe went wrong with charlotte i'm like what oh, Yep. Yeah. I've seen that too. Are you kidding I me? I didn't watch it, bro. No, like, me. Either. Yeah. yeah. it was like, really? It might have been Cultaholic, one of the bigger ones, even. But I'm like, what do you mean? went wrong with? What are you talking about? I, what? She's barely ever not been in a top tier program. Like, even when she's. I think she we all would agree she never
1: got the push she deserved. No, clearly not. Right.
0: I know. Yeah. She was buried. Um, Speaking of women stuff, we can talk about the Rampage TBS title tournament thing, whatever it is. Uh, Because they did a weird thing with buys and rankings and we can go all into that But considering that tournament is actually going to be taking place over the next like three months And we've been a half hour already. Let's talk about fun stuff. There's Bloodsport and Minoru Suzuki That's more
1: fun, right? Right? CT. It's New Japan. It's Suzuki, right? Yeah, it is New Japan, but it's not a New Japan World. and I haven't watched it yet because I'm a horrible oh, fan.
0: you're bad! You're a bad person. It's
1: on the list. That and Hell in a Cell. We'll do it this weekend.
0: <laughs> but you did see, ironically, the the mention of the New Japan World. You mentioned that the X Division title match and the Tag title match from Bound for Glory on Saturday are already on there. From their yeah, deal. I don't know what
1: this what this deal is because it's one thing to put like weekly TV slash Rampage buy-in matches on there, but like this is an actual pay per view, like one of the biggest if not the biggest of the year for impact and already like multiple matches in their full entirety are on there. Plus there was rev pro stuff on there from like a pay-per-view this past weekend. I don't know like what this deal is. I don't know who negotiated it, but like it is great for me and for new Japan fans, but I cannot imagine like impact is gaining much from like their some of the arguably the best match of their pay-per-view being on New Japan World, but, you know, fair enough. Yeah, the tag title,
0: no, I'm kidding. It was the (laughs) X-Division.
1: With Good Brothers, (laughs) five stars, you know? Oh,
0: God. Uh, But, no, back to Bloodsport. I think, Red, you and I were the only ones who watched that as it happened, right? And you couldn't make it past the halfway point because that was almost 1 in the morning by then? Oh, God, it was so late. It it started, like, I don't know, 7? Like, a little bit
2: earlier, I didn't find Because, honestly, I've never sat down and watched one of these Bloodsports. I'm glad you were there to explain it to me. That shit was entertaining as hell. Like from start to finish the entire match was like and there were short matches, but they were so quick and good. It was like I wanted to keep watching and then they had an intermission and that just like I can't sit here for a half hour at
0: twelve thirty at night trying to stay awake. It i kind of you said it got better. It did. The last four matches were, were better than the first four. It was fantastic. Um but it was funny, Red's like, where's the ropes? I'm like, God, yeah, they don't need ropes. <laughs> well, how do you win? And, you know, knock them out. Well, How'd you do that? Powerbomb? Really? Yeah, that's all it takes. Okay. And instantly Red was on board watching people who he had no idea who they were, which is my favorite part of a Bloodsport. You'll see people, who are these guys? And then they go out there and they win you over. Um, Like, you were... Th- this goes back to using the talent and stuff like that. It was Marina Shafir who really won you over a lot, right? Oh yeah. And Zeta right. Zhang, these two NXT people who barely got used were killing it in the opening stuff on Bloodsport. And...
2: Th- I, the more and more I think about it, I think that's just because this is a different type of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what you want. Like, style, I guess the best way, versus WWE style. WWE style is more showmanship, whereas this one is more actual wrestling, hard-hitting, pounding kind of stuff. Where it seems like, you know, the MMA girl that came to NXT would excel in. And honestly, had they done that in a WWE style, I think she would have been big. But... They kept her with the partner girl. They kept her kind of hidden behind. Was it with Shayna? They never made it to Rhonda, So it was Shayna that they were with. And they were always the lackeys. They never really had their star part into anything. And then, like they kind of disappeared and then they were let go. But seeing here on the first time, this is like the first match I actually got to see her do. I want to see more of it. And apparently she's going to be facing somebody at eight. And I like that girl too. Was that Zia it, it was the
0: two we saw. It was yeah, okay. uh, Zeta and Shafir. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to go see that one uh, whenever Bloodsport 8 comes out. Speaking of that stuff in WWE and that style, GMSG, remember Raw Underground?
3: Yeah, and ironically, I did not get to watch any of this, but I did watch something similar with Freedom Narrative 2 finally this week. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I didn't catch anything. i wanted to see Lawler's match for sure because you mentioned that. That's my match of the year right now. It, Lawler I think and... the thing is... Yeah. Coughlin. Coughlin, thank you. Um, I think the thing Coughlin. is with Bloodsport
0: Coglin uh, Coglin. I mean, these names. <laughs> I'm Coughlin, keeping all nah, that yeah, in. Coughlin. I'm not editing that out at all. Yeah. That's, that's the that point. My match of the year is with a guy whose name I said wrong. That's exactly it. That's yeah. me. That's my gimmick. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think
3: the thing with Bloodsport is it's literally the gimmick of no story, no BS, just hits. That like mm-hmm. that's literally what it is. And it works for a lot of people, like Simon Gotch, when he's on from WWE, he's there. I love watching him and that. I need to catch up on
0: this. The, the main event was Minoru Suzuki versus Chris Dickinson. And it was like, my God. Uh, the fact that I, I laughed about it, and I actually put it in one of our write-ups for uh, Our Bound for Glory, to catch those results shortly. But the, there was a bit where it was Calvin Tankman versus Jared Kratos, two monsters. And the whole match was structured around avoiding suplexes. Because those would lead to submissions and that would end the match. So it was all strikes and big hits. And then when someone went for a suplex, the crowd's like, oh, they had that crowd in the palm of their hands over a suplex. (laughs) Like it's, ah, it's, it's pure and just fun. Cause I think Red, you, you got on board with it when I think it was Shafir kind of powerbombed the one girl and then went for a choke and that was it. You're like, oh, oh, that's it. Oh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like, okay, I get it. Cause no one looks weak. He's like, oh, caught him. Got it.
2: Yeah. It it, like it it really was just, I got you in a move. There's nothing you can do. I'm not going to let go. So mm-hmm. you either give up or you're getting broken something. And the referees normally call it at that point. And it's funny you talk about all this. I still don't get the joke, but there was like a 14-year-old referee in there. Oh, Kid Ref. Yeah, GCW's yeah. Kid Ref. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was the one that called it, and it was like, well, at least he knows how to do his
0: job right. Yeah, there's no. plenty of referees out there that don't. That uh, kid's like twelve. He looks like or fourteen. Yeah, we we've seen him in other GCW shows, the Bloodsports. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, to pivot from all that though, the whole Minoru Suzuki run is kind of the other key thing here because that's been stuff, and it Suzuki legitimately got me to buy a GCW pay per view, Highest in the Room, contributed to my getting this one. I was going to get Bloodsport anyway, but it was part of a bundle with War Ready. And I got that one because he was on it against Gage because I figured, why not? That sounds ridiculous. Oh, yeah, and the Briscoes are on it. Sure, why not? And I, yeah, he, you want to talk about draws? He legitimately was a draw for me in buying (laughs) pay-per-views. Like, no joke. And then to see his stuff, like, I don't know, the buy-in for Rampage with Danielson. And I, I just, I can't say enough good things about it. So, CT, now that the G1 is over, as well as Suzuki's G1, you can call it, Um, this is a very stupid
1: question, forgive me, but do you think he made the right choice? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think it's going to be really interesting, because I am kind of getting the vibes that, like, this might be kind of getting close to his retirement tour, if I'm being honest. He, like, put in the work, and really, I think, like, elevated himself more than like i you know before this no one knew who Minoru Suzuki was in general audiences of wrestling i feel like you have to kind of know at this point like he went out there gave us every match i think we really wanted we were talking during bound for glory like oh the one thing is josh alexander and then he just like on the door like leaving the door it was like oh i'm gonna give you that also but like we got him in gresham we got him versus alexander him versus brian danielson I'm kind of feeling like this was him being like, okay, before I go, let's just go get everything I possibly want to do in the U S done. And then, you know, I kind of feel like he's nearing retirement. He's getting up there in age, but no, I mean, it's great to see great matches. Um, Hope new Japan really does something with him right now with this momentum feels like the perfect time to give him like one last title match or something along those lines. Um, I mean, it's just great to see. It. And the wrestling of course was fantastic. So you really can't complain at the end of the day, getting good wrestling, but also people finally getting to see who Suzuki is um, getting these dream matches. I mean, you have to love it. I feel
0: bear me. I'll bounce over to you with all out. You were there when Suzuki showed up, that crowd went nuts, right?
4: It went, it went pure ape shit. It was great. It was insane. Everybody was getting to sing along with his, uh, Theme song, you know, that you don't hear on AEW's Dynamite or Rampage. I forget what show that was on there they cut it. But, you know, yeah, everybody went nuts. The only bad thing is I wish they would have done Suzuki versus Mox at that show instead of having Mox face Kojima hmm. because I think that would have just been better. I mean, it would have. It would have just been better. It would have had time. It would have it been better. But, yeah, the whole crowd went wild. And he is like a – He's, he's a big name now here. Like every like CT said, you know, we know who he is now. I mean, I know who he was, but you get a general,
0: the general audience. Red, the joke has always been, like, who I don't know who this guy is. Legitimately, you did not know who this was, right? Like, you had heard of him, I think? But now, you absolutely... Like, you can't not know who this guy is at this point. Like, it, it worked, right? Oh, dude, like, him showing up on
2: freaking everything besides WWE was a great way to showcase him i mean i know that wasn't like normal i guess this is a special occasion but i mean we had him in Bloodsport. we had him over in gcw they was on aw it was like you had him on all these shows well no oh shit we got this team finally and now that i've seen him i've actually asked ct uh to like show me a, a match of his so i can see what new japan is all about because the same thing happened with gmsg and danhausen like, I saw one match and I was like, all right, now nah, I got to see more. Well, now I got a little taste, but I want to see an actual full match that isn't AEW or GCW. Like, I want to see what does New Japan do? Because honestly, if this is what they have to offer, I might be a little more into it,
1: other than the fact that it's like 4 a.m. most of the time. So- I just need to show you guys Shibata Okada. That's just the bottom line. Shibata is <laughs> also back. And it's like, that match is the best match of all time in any company. So, like, I just kind of need to show you. I think that's what we need to do we do
0: need to show him some non-aew suzuki matches because he never won any of those right he lost oh god it's
1: so funny how like his matches in AEW were not good did not get time other than brian obviously but like then him and archer literally do a rematch with moxley and uh eddie kingston strong matches not aired yet but apparently it's great and it like went main event long time Mm -hmm. it's just continually funny to see lance archer like be, go to New Japan, do something with New Japan, be treated like a real monster and star main eventer, and then just like, no, he got rolled up by Eddie Kingston. Like, he did not get a single win in this feud on AEW. Neither did Suzuki. So it's just like, it's tragic in that sense, but it is also just hilarious. Yeah, no, I mean, we, I, I think with any wrestler or anything, you need to watch something other than AEW <laughs> to get it. I don't know if there's <laughs> well, one where I'd say AEW does it justice. GCW kind of own- nailed it, because they had, what, Gresham?
0: Uh we didn't see the Joey Janela, but we were all like kill him, Suzuki, you can do it. Like it's it, it's pretty great some of the ones we didn't even see, I'm sure. Jimmy Shito, sorry, I spoke over you. What were you gonna say?
3: Uh I would have loved if he showed up at um ROH's last show and confronted Josh Woods after he beat Gresham oh. <laughs> and they could have just had one match on ROH TV.
0: That would have been amazing. I just I do like that yeah. Alexander was like, I'm the one man, I want him, I want him I Want him. Then he shows up on the impact tapings. And then flies home, so he's like, "Oh, he got it. He got it in. He got it in on the way out."
4: Can I ask you guys a question real quick? Who out of New Japan would you want to like have like a Suzuki type like tour? Like, is there anybody else that you want to see come over and have like a bunch of matches with people in different companies? Is there anybody off the top of your head? CT.
1: I mean, Osprey, maybe I mean, Saber Junior would be cool. Either him, Osprey, or probably Ibushi. The kind of issue is like. If you put one of like them on here, they kind of have to be main event talent, and it's like you can't really have them lose that easily. Like Suzuki's a legend, right? So he can lose to Josh Alexander, he can lose to whoever you know is out there. He can win confidently, and it's fine. But he also can lose. And it doesn't like hurt New Japan. It doesn't hurt how their like his career. It's established. It's written. He's a legend. He's pretty untouchable. But like, if you one of to up and like one of their current main main eventers, it's a little weird. Like Okada would like lose on GCW, Nick Gage, let's say just or something random. But like, just match wise, I think probably Osprey, him or Okada. I guess Okada is a good answer too.
0: I think for me, probably God. Let's see those guys do a yeah do a run. I knew I I had to, I honestly jumped in before tMSG could because I knew that. Um, I want to see them do a proper run, not just a super card. Main event type thing. I want to see a proper run by those guys in like Suzuki style. That would be great.
1: Two months r- going roughshod against those, everybody. Oh, could you imagine them in Briscoe's GCW tag championships?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's good. I think those
3: are the yeah. only people Tama Tonga actually liked of ROH when that happened, by the way. Because when they showed the Briscoes winning the titles, they were happy about it. I think that was about it. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Who would you say? You hear me?
4: I would say there's Zack Saber
1: Jr. or Ishii. Yeah, Ishii would be
0: great, wouldn't it? Ishii would be good. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. Jimmy, you were about to say Ibushi?
4: Yeah,
3: I'd say Ibushi if Osprey and uh, Okada and all these others are taken. Yeah, Osprey Ibushi would, with with like Seth Rollins and then like Roman or like, hell, we could have him face Shinsuke again. You know,
0: Osprey really <laughs> won me over with that resurgence promo. I went from like oh, I've heard of this guy to oh, he's great. <laughs> he's so good um i'd like to see more of phantasmo as well after bound for glory yeah i got i got sold on him pretty goddamn quick so red oh, who, Finley. who from new japan do you want to see red
2: <laughs> probably suzuki it's weird you asked me because honestly i have no idea <laughs>
0: people i mean you knew i was
2: coming but i knew but
0: that's why I, I saved you for last yeah <laughs> i want to
2: hear i want to see some of these people that i always hear about though i do hear about abushi mm-hmm. um there's one guy you said, uh, Zach Saber, Will Ospreay. Like I've heard the names, but I don't even know if I've seen him. I might've seen him. Like, honestly, Zach Saber junior sounds like he was in NXT UK at some point, but I don't know. Like, that's the point is I don't know any of these people, but anybody that you can bring over here and do what they did like with, uh, crap. What was his name? See, I already forgot his name. Suzuki. There we go. <laughs> anybody that can come over here that did what Suzuki did get a couple, not just one show, not just come to WWE or AEW, but do a couple different shows and have different styles, and let me see different view- views of them. That will make me like them even more.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. No, we I think we're all in agreement. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think who else could be, yeah. but I, I think that's we'll about it. Yeah. That's. That really is the kind of the template for like, getting over somewhere else. Because he he did two months, and, did damn near every show he could. <laughs> it really seems like. It's pretty wild, uh, just to see how that went. Another one, real
4: quick, Jeff Cobb, if he wants to come back, oh, do wow. a tour of the <laughs> island.
0: Submission. Yeah, a tour of the companies, you know. He's been killing it, I hear. That's a good one. Well, we'll we'll move on from there because we're already coming up on our hour, so we'll we'll move quickly because Bound for Glory did happen. We did get a bit of a head start on that by talking about some fun stuff during that. Uh, like the, the New Japan stuff that happened. Um, I think the main thing... like There was a lot of feel-good, happy moments. It really felt like a reset moment with Impact. Uh, the rumored AEW Impact deal is over now. So it's kind of like they're back on their own feet. Which, long time coming, but very happy to see how they did it. Uh, they still have other Forbidden Doors open, like NWA and New Japan, obviously. And, like I said, Phantasma was awesome. It was Trey Miguel's night to win the X-Title, but by the end of it, I was rooting for Phantasmo CT. Like, he'd won me over that much. Uh, starting with his casual backflip. when I imagined backflip, he was Canadian. Like, well, yeah. That no, was the yeah. Really, probably the moment. Well, yeah, that was. No, I, I knew about that, actually, but I for, I'd forgotten. But when he did a casual backflip during his intro and landed more than halfway across the ring, I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> this
1: guy's... wow. There's one springboard b- uh, backflip to the outside where he goes over the guardrail. It's pretty, like, crazy, actually. Jeez. Also, he has to do the most elaborate
0: thing before he rakes the back. Like, what? Naturally. You know? <laughs> what? what? No! Oh, oh, sure. Okay, yeah, fine. Um. Yeah, so seeing, seeing that was awesome. The tag match, I mean, it was great when the Good Brothers weren't in it. And I'm not just crapping on them because I think they're horrible people. They're also bad wrestlers. So I'm crapping on them anyway but it was great when you had finley who was apparently macho man that night or no juice was macho man forgive me uh looking for a vicious maneuver and things like that Just, it, it it was great with those guys and heculio uh kind of being good remember we, we joked about him not being that
1: great a while back what it, he's good heculio's been good it's weird cuz like no one thought he was good and no one really knew who he was. But like recently, he's just really like found his groove, which is good. That's, I guess, he's on excursion technically to the United States. That is the goal of it. So,
0: mm-hmm. same with um, uh, Yuya Uemura on Bloodsport. He was getting chanted over Davey Richards. <laughs> That's how, how favorable he was in that. They like seeing this new guy come in and just muscle against him. So, it's fun seeing these excursions and what these guys can do. Uh, The main event, obviously, though, was Christian, the last of the AEW guys there, losing the world title to Josh Alexander, who I was very happy to see, continuing the three-Canadian run. And then five minutes later, Moose did what Moose does, and Moose has also been world champion, and I loved every minute of it. The best photo ever in wrestling is him standing over Alexander and his child and his wife holding the title. That's just brilliant, and Moose is a dick. And he's world champion, and I love it. And Alexander wants it back. D- ah, it's great.
4: <laughs> it and, turns him into that much bigger of a baby face. Yep. You
0: know? And everybody then, wants
4: him to get that title now.
0: And then, after getting screwed by Impact, because Impact hates him, apparently, because the, the marks don't understand the story, um, he got rewarded by wrestling Minoru Suzuki the next night. So Josh Alexander had a great, great weekend. <laughs> um... Overall, I loved Bound for Glory. I know, CT, you loved it. I know we were having a blast. I do know that uh, during our live event, we were a bit ahead and kind of a little more favorable and more excited than probably should have been. Uh, Whatever is arguable that. But it was getting things ahead of that and kind of ruining it for those following feeds are screwy when you have international broadcasts and people. But for the rest of the guys, uh, Red, how much of that did you actually get to see? Because I don't really know your follow-up there. Normally, you're done before the main event, right? Like, the co-main is your main (laughs) on impact, right? That's normally how you operate. So how'd that go this time? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I
2: passed out. And it sucks because I was really looking forward to that match. I think I got to the second to last match. So that was the women's
0: title, right?
2: Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I did look up the highlights. And, honestly, I'm all for Moose taking it. Like, I mean, I know they were doing a whole uh, uh, any match for the entire year kind of thing, but to do it that night. I know it's new for Impact, but I mean, I guess I'm a double-edged sword because Money in the Bank, I hate when they do that. But they've been also doing it for how many years? So how long has Impact been doing this your shot match? What, two years, three years?
0: Uh, Actually, a bit more than that. Galloway this had is one back year. in the day.
2: But this the, second year? for this straight gauntlet, yeah, it's been a different style of it, yeah. Okay, so like I'm fine with them doing. That. I mean, they did it with tags the first time, and then now this mm-hmm. one they did the night of. But I would not want to see them continue. I mean, next year, don't do it the night of. Don't do it the the next re- tapings. Like, hold on to it for nine, ten months. Make everybody forget you have it, and then the shock moment of this guy just comes out that like, you forgot he had it, and he cashes in and becomes the champion out of nowhere. Like, I'm that's fine what with, it. with Rhino. They, they did do with, that with That's now. literally what happened with Rhino. Yeah. Uh,
4: I said yeah, cuz everybody forgot
2: he it. I don't want to see again. I don't want to see them do the singles one like the day of. Like that's my only thing. I I'd like yeah. when they hold on to it longer.
0: I think it's hard to try to say like, "Oh, this person won a title shot for any time and then the promotion is going to stop telling you about it." That just seems a little backwards to me, but Yeah. I mean, it, it happened, happened with Rhyno, Rhyno, Yeah. That was yeah, more a case of Keith is going to be out too. longer than we probably thought. We got to use this thing up, so. Mm-hmm. But... And Eddie, before that, never
4: got to cash his in. You know what I mean? Like, he never got to call his shot. So, I mean, you could say it was the five-way, but who's going to call their shot into a five-way? I don't think that was it.
0: Hernandez.
1: (laughs) To be fair, the Enigmas (laughs) did do that (laughs) That in an old company.
0: We did lose that championship. That is true. That's true. But uh, over to you, Bear Did you... How much of this did you see? Because you. Normally, we're watching Impact. Well, what, what happened? Yeah, what happened? your thoughts on this one? I,
4: I, ended up, I ended up going out, so I wasn't able to watch the show. But I did see the highlights. And, I mean, you guys forgot the biggest story of all. The demon's back, and I'm not talking about <laughs> pain. <laughs> I mean, I would have loved to be in the chat when he came out. That would be great. It was I will insane. tell you, there was
1: the moment of silence where we were like, "Holy shit, the forbidden door really is open." I cannot believe Finn Balor is in this match. And
0: then <laughs> the, the, it was the way good, it happened, because the music hit, were like, "Who is this?" The words "the demon" came up. We're like, "What the fuck is that?" And then he walked out, <laughs> and we lost our goddamn minds.
3: <laughs> you, you literally got Goldberg to kill <laughs> in a way oh, but we loved yeah. it
0: because it, it was fun it was like okay was in the match
1: for a while it wasn't like a quick like oh he throws one person then he's out no he was like in there Ooh. not doing anything just standing but like oh, you know hey. good on him
3: you know what this reminds me of sadly the part where james ellsworth, ellsworth was hidden as asuka and took off the mask and then winked, and
4: everyone's like wait what the fuck did oh, we just yeah. watch <laughs> oh like go, go ahead.
0: ahead go go ahead
4: all right. I, di- I did like the whole Moose ending thing. Like you said, it was a real prick type thing to do. And it makes Alexander just, you just want Alexander to win it that much more. And I think eventually he probably will win it back from Moose. But yeah. That's, uh, I was going to ask what your guys' match of the night was, or what you guys thought was match of the night before oh, that pay per view.
1: I feel like it has to be the X Division match, probably. But like women's, honestly, came close. That one won me
0: over, too. That that really, really left up. I mean, we can't forget, it's not my match of the night, but the Inspiration versus Decay was super fun. They had a blast. <laughs> uh, but probably the X Division for me, I think you're right. That's probably mine.
1: Though there wasn't a bad match, like literally there no. was not a bad match on the card. It even, was. I thought it was like a flawless pay-per-view. Like, even, I love this show. Yeah. Even the Call Your Shot Gauntlet was,
0: or not Call Your Shot Gauntlet, the digital media title match. There we go. <laughs> too many weird wonky ones. That was great. <laughs> that was a lot of fun too. Um I feel like I'm completely forgetting another match, but the, the heat that's the that one, yeah, whatever. Favorite. That was fun for the story. Like the match was whatever, but it was still entertaining for what it was, even though Rhino I mean, we all knew, right? Come on, Yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. C T,
1: even Rocky Romero was there. <laughs> oh my gosh, he was. And now he's facing True <laughs> Miguel for the X Division championship. He's going to take it back to New Japan, right? Or... <laughs> Let's go. I mean, New Japan, a little disappoint- disappointing they didn't take home a single title, but, you know, friendship with AEW over. It's time for New Japan to take all these titles. <laughs> and, Jim, what were your thoughts on this one?
3: Uh, it was a pretty good show. Um, I love the X Division match. The main event was great. Um, I really am getting tired of Impact, though, with the tag titles for the men. Like, I'm sorry you have like six or seven teams and you're just going with tag teams that are basically not your company Chris Bay's That's... there <laughs> but still three <laughs> out of the four competitors against the dumb good brothers who spend more time on AEW than they do on Impact it's really annoying to like come on no way fallaba you have violent by design now you have Heath and Ryan like please do something different Ryan Myers and his sidekick something get someone else in that picture instead of New Japan and New Japan. Like, they're not your tag division.
1: You have your own. Please use it. I hope to they be do fair, Finn Juice, I don't know if they're going to be re-signing with New Japan. So, like, maybe oh. they are going to go to Impact. Who knows? Well,
3: you know? once they sign, they can keep going. I like, <laughs> No, fair enough. It, I agree. I mean, I can't
1: be it, it totally, like, two-faced and say it's bad with yeah. AEW and it's good with New Japan, even though it's more enjoyable for me. But, like... Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I thought, CP especially with the tag say... division, because it feels like no one has stepped up in yeah. the past like few months.
0: I thought, CT, I thought you were going to say that the New Japan second run guys of the tag division is better than the Impact tag division anyway, so it's better matches. I mean, yeah, see, there I it is. It, I don't <laughs>
1: disagree.
3: I mean, Private Party is pretty good. I mean, they're better than the Young Bucks, right? I'm
1: sorry, we refer to them as the Hardy Family Office now.
3: The HFO. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh yeah, it was a solid match uh or show. Uh the only thing that was weird was also like a six person for the new title being on the kickoff and that match was like started the countdown at like 7 minutes when it started. I'm like, um this is a six way for a title. What the hell are you doing? It was interesting full speed.
0: because the win kind of did come out of nowhere the way that Jordan won it, which we were hoping for. Uh it, it did really really kind of catch us off guard with that. That was good. And I was going to mention CT, that happened to us in the world title when I think Alexander caught Christian with a knee around the 10 minute mark and we actually both were like, Oh, he got him. And then from then on, every fall was a near fall. And I don't remember the last Look. time I felt
1: that way <laughs> in a match. Like I don't know what happened during Bound for Glory, it's but weird. In voice chat. We were like losing our minds and at that main event, like every move for some reason it seemed like it was like gonna be it. Despite it being, like, not finishers or anything. So I really don't know what happened. But, like, <laughs> yeah. I think we lost our minds over the show. But, like, it really was hitting. I, like, every near fall was like, oh, my God, he just went with, like, a jumping knee. No, he didn't. But, like, it seemed like it, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, we, we we were like, normally, you, you know he's going to kick out of this. Because here comes the finisher. He's going to kick out of that. But it's like, but, but what if he doesn't? oh thank god he did oh it's like it, I anything else that we just was. wanted it so badly we just yeah. wanted alexander to win this so yeah. badly i i feel vindicated because that match was so much better than it would have been if it was alexander and omega like oh so much better so much better but
1: but now we. Have I, I, could, <laughs> I could lose just... i mean uh alexander sorry could have grappled with his child and it would have been a better match than Omega. Oh so it actually would have been because his kids are I, awesome
3: yeah <laughs> Could you imagine if Moose won at the Daily Place, winning the Impact titles back, and then going on dominant streak as Alexander just keeps seeing this monster in his company, and then goes and calls the shot for it, does the drops the third what is it third option option C mm-hmm. what the- option C yeah. oh also good yeah,
0: oh yeah.
3: yeah if it was Alexander and Moose at the main event for Bound for Glory oh straight up that would have been amazing too I like yeah. what we got yeah.
0: when Moose said I'll I'll yeah. spear your child if I have to it doesn't matter. <laughs> The, I yeah. mean the
1: visual of him you already mentioned but like Moose standing over Alexander with his child on top of him crying like you can't get like that is one of those images where it's like yeah you can't really get too much better than that like mm-hmm. and also like Moose is champion I feel like everyone is overlooking at it overlooking this because Alexander but like for years we've said privately and for a year on this podcast almost we've said oh my gosh we just want Moose to finally be champion. he did it also Alexander was champion like it, i i only see positives if mm-hmm. i'm being honest even though yes it could have been better theoretically but you know it is the world we live in
3: They're- yeah the only thing is moose is like for the, like the what the last three or four months now while he's been heel he's been kind of faced to the crowd because they want they like it got to the point where even though he's a bad guy everyone's like just let him win let him win mm-hmm. it just come on
4: it, like when was- he was announced as the sixth man in that six-man match against the elite like, everybody oh. just lost their minds like, oh my god, it's gonna be Moose? Like, you know, because everybody thought it'd be somebody else.
0: You know, I got a good way to turn him heel. Have him steal it from Josh Alexander five minutes after he wins it and stand over his kid. Got it! Oh wait, they did that. Yes. Wait, <laughs> yeah. like, that's how you do it! it. You, gotta do how about it. Yeah, you gotta do something! Yeah, we did. We actually did. What if his kid turns on him? What if Moose Cash is in right now? <laughs> wait! He's in the ring! And yeah, it was... Just behind him. He was already there, like, no music, he was there, and Alexander's like, what? Um, think about
4: how many years when we uh, talked about uh, Impact always doing the wrong thing, mm-hmm. like especially in their main events. Doesn't this kind of feel like they finally did the right thing?
0: He should have beat Austin Aries in 2017. <laughs> I think it was. Yes. Like, Slammiversary, I'm pretty sure it was 2017 or 2018. I forget. That's three year- over three years ago, maybe four. <sighs> yeah, we're finally there. We're good. The one tragic you- part with that is that he Alexander has two kids, and the one of the one kid, the passport didn't clear in time, so he had to stay at home. That makes Ooh. me sad. It makes me so sad. But that's this even more like I'll bring that belt home to him someday. But Red, forgive me. I, I mm-hmm. spoke over you there.
2: No, no, no. I just want to have a question because I know everybody said want to get Moose to be heel. I I don't like the fact that Josh Alexander got a five minute reign. I almost wanted Moose maybe to come out, interfere with the match, cause a DQ, Josh doesn't get the title right before he's about to get it, and then cashes in on Christian. Because not only does he get the title, but Josh still can be the chasing. Like I don't like that he got a five-minute reign. I think that's garbage. Yeah, he got the title, but it didn't mean much? Or is that just my opinion and nobody else thinks that?
4: I agree with you in a sense. I don't like the five-minute reign, but, it, but the five-minute reigns a big it, it's part of a bigger story that they're going to tell because eventually josh alexander will get that title back from moose i would think at some point i think that's probably what the story they will tell so i think that that one will be sweeter because moose can just keep rubbing it in his face that oh you had to go home to your son without the belt all this he's like i'm the champion and you're not he could just do all that stuff so it'll make you want alexander to be champion even
3: it's just like what happened with Brian winning against Cena and then getting cashed in and on and Roman beating Dean in the tournament to get the vacated title and then getting cashed on by Seamus. It's, it's a cut short moment to
0: go, Oh, he was, he had it and he lost it that quick. He needs to get it back. It's just, it's pure tragedy. And that's a storytelling yep. masterpiece that doesn't come up all the time in wrestling. And like I, I a title historian buff, I, like, five minute rain. Neat! Shortest ever. Okay. Like, it doesn't, doesn't faze me. The fact that he had it, and it was stolen, and ripped away, and he wants it back. Like, the promo he's done already saying that I tasted it, and I know what's missing, and I know I can, i I know I can do it, I know I can do it again. Oh, it's just, it's got that fire in it. I think it would have been better to not cut the feet out from under him before he got it, but do it
1: after. Aw, oh, you, Oh, it's even worse! Damn you, Moose! It also... It validates him. Because before this, yep. he was not a main event super. Even though like we all view him as being a great wrestler. He could be that role. He wasn't a main eventer. He, he beat Cage. He deserved the world title. He won the world title. His child got to touch the world title. But then that was robbed from him. Mm-hmm. And he's robbed as a deserving champion. If it was a DQ, you can't really say, oh, for sure, he would beat Cage. There's always that kind of like he's not yet proven himself with that big win, that defining win that he's going to be a main eventer. So I really think you kind of needed that. And I just think it makes it all the sicker, right? Like it just, it's so much more frustrating because it was in his hands and then it got taken away. Yeah.
0: I I agree with Red in in the idea, like, would it have worked? Oh, absolutely. Because we we all would be sitting there going, man, he got robbed. I can't wait till he actually gets it. We'd all be saying that. And I, but I think the way they did it where he got it briefly and had it stolen, it's that much more tragic. It's that much more heartbreaking so much so that his kid is crying over him, which wouldn't have happened if he lost. Ah, it's just yeah. I, I feel like they the way they did it was kind of perfect. I feel, but yeah, I'm a fan of both guys, so I'm on, I'm on board with this feud. So it's it's good. <laughs> now, to to move forward, we don't have much time, but we do have a bit more to talk about. I'll just go to GMSG real quick because I know we've been talking the ratings. And the drop offs. And we talked before about how Punk did a one point one and on Rampage and then you see their actual stuff when it's taped as like a 0.6 Well that's your hardcore watches anyway. So all the others, they're not coming, they're not staying. We've had all this stuff. I know Eric Bischoff came out and talked about the actual ratings and the apples and oranges and the proper competition. I know you've been tracking these ratings a lot, GMSG, so just to touch base on all that. Was there anything you wanted to say about like what is it? A, a rampage record low now, or a dynamite low? Like there, there's new stuff that happened today. So,
3: oh, I, I just gotta say, I love Eric Bischoff saying what I've been saying for the last six months. I it, that was just great validation for him to say stuff. Um, yeah, dynamite. Ever since the whole four people showing up with all out with Punk, Brian, Soho, and Cole, they just been falling. They did have a bounce back this week because they're not on Saturdays, but I think. On Wednesdays, they're going to keep dropping until they hit their normal average of like 800K viewers. So their boost they had, yeah, it was nice for the summer, but it's falling back down like it usually does. And Rampage is being Rampage. I mean, if you even compared the replay of SmackDown last weekend, it beat Dynamite on Saturday. The, The replay of a show on Friday beat Dynamite on its change night, too. It, and people were like, oh, Rampage beat SmackDown in the 30 minutes that they viewed. Yeah, it, end of a match, and after a two-and-a-half-hour show and a segment of a contract signing, lost to a start of a show's first match. Yeah, that that's going to happen, especially on a different night. SmackDown went right back to being on Fox last week at 2.2 million viewers. Rampage, still around 600K. So we'll keep seeing how that goes.
0: It is something that I've also said a lot, too, is when they claim a win, it's, it's, you know, the demo or a portion of. It's Back in the WCW days, when they won, they won. (laughs) Like, it was in the ones that, the numbers that matter, the actual total views. But this is, again, Raw to SmackDown, different times on the same night, different nights entirely. Yeah, when the replay beats the other, yeah, it's... Eric Bischoff has done a few posts about it. I recommend listening to those. He he talks a lot about it. And as a former TV exec, he knows what the hell he's talking about with this stuff, so it does matter. Um, but again, you could just do your YouTube pre-shows to lead into a show you can't watch on YouTube. This is, this is who we're dealing with, so... Yeah. Uh, aside from that, to move through Halloween Havoc, which we did touch on, Red, I'll come over to you first on this, because we're talking new era stuff. We got what three new champions on this? Mandy Rose. Oh, they kicked off a new era. Like I've not seen in a yeah. long time.
2: Every title changed except for Champas, and I'm all for it now. To be fair, the female went to somebody that's been in the company a while. So, eh. But she is rebranding herself now with a new faction, so it makes a little more sense. Um. But yeah, you got new tag. You got new women's. You got new. Who was the other one? The what bo- tag? both tags. Did the men's tag change? Yep, Imperium. That's got a right, tag. Imperium. Got Imperium. That's right. So yeah, I mean, it's new, but it's not new. I mean, we got new champions, but Imperium's been it before. There are other tag teams in there that could be given shots, but I know the storyline is with those two right now, and I think MSK. I don't think it got taken off because they're getting heat at recordings, but I think they may be getting called up. Like, I think their WWE's really high behind them. Hell, you had WWE's main account tweeting about NXT people. Which rarely happens.
0: It does happen, but not as often. Now, I did like the overall story of will Champa be able to stop Breaker? Like, will he be the one champion to retain? And I like that he did, because Old Man Ciampa, who's just barely over 40, I think, 43 or 42. But old Man Ciampa, compared to these 20-year-olds, uh, going out there and retaining. It's like, okay. And I know people are saying the Brom Breaker era, blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is, the, this is just the start. Like, to think that they're already done with Brom Breaker would be insane. This guy's got a future. They're really high on him. He had a backstage segment with Chucky,
1: like his dad. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's craziness on there. And I can think I'm seeing you here... mentioned how funny the Braun Breaker conversation has been NXT 2.0 rebrands. Everyone complains. Ugh, we don't want new people. This sucks. Uh, then they Braun Breaker is getting the shot and they're like, oh, Braun Breaker's too early. He's rushed. This is terrible. And then everyone was like, no, he has to win. He'll be ruined if he doesn't win. And then he no, loses. Most, everyone's people like...
4: were tell- but most people were saying that Ciampa was going to win, though. Like, no. I don't think our that's
1: discord right. think, like, was convinced it was, was- Breaker i agree everything i've seen has been breaker and then he loses and everyone's like he's ruined like everyone continues to say like oh and on the first show champa wins and they like oh they're giving the title back to an old guy this sucks why isn't a new guy like every show they've changed their opinion should it be a new guy or should it be an old guy which has been hilarious to me can everyone happy right Can can i say
4: one thing can i say one thing about the brown breaker thing uh, in our discord somebody I can't remember who it was said that Braun Breaker shouldn't win because Brock Lesnar it took him five months to win a title Now I'm gonna tell you one thing. This is the NXT new era if you wanted to kick off this new era have Braun Breaker win it and just Push him to the moon. I mean, we're getting new champions all over the place. He could have done it here I'm not I'm not a Breaker's not buried by any means. I just think it's dumb to compare other people to when they should get a title to the earliest guy that got a title in Brock Lesnar. That, like,
0: what are we doing here? That's a weird comparison, because if you're talking Brock, and you're inferring world titles. I yeah. think Walter, didn't he win it within four if you count the UK? Which, personally, I don't. But he won that one pretty quick.
1: I think... Yes. Um, also, winning the WWE title for versus winning the NXT title are two very different things like when, in terms of like lineage, history, meaning. No, but when I there's only the one world title in no the last two, right? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, know. So you mean, literally seen, call I literally called me out this.
0: This. Yeah, yeah. for that. yeah. So that really kind of irked. But me. But I, I, no matter what that was, that was 2002. That was 19 years ago. That's not how this works exactly. with the new era. Like, <laughs> like Brum Breaker, it's barely even that old. Yeah. <laughs> Like well, how what, how old is Breaker? Like twenty three, twenty four, twenty two. I think twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. He's younger than Rhea Ripley. Let's put that into perspective. <laughs> That's what we're getting. Well, with well, these
4: what guys. a way to stamp! What a way to stamp the new era if they would have put the title on him. I'm, you know what? And he probably will get the title in the future. He's twenty two. If they would have done it right then and there, it would have been great. He's twenty two. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was one year yeah.
0: old. No, he was two years old when WCW went down. That's the age group we're dealing with here. <laughs> That's, yeah, he's going to win it. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He is not ruined by any stretch. Yeah. Like, to say he's buried, CT, you've said this a billion times about characters that can't take a loss, will fail, like, and people were like, oh, the Fiend can't lose. Brock can't lose. Roman can't lose. Braun can't lose. Breaker, not Strowman, but same point. Like, no, they have to. And it's what you do with that that works. So the idea here, oh, he lost. It's ruined. We haven't even seen the follow-up yet. He might go out there and destroy and demand a rematch and get it and win. Oh, you're happy now. Oh, it should have been that one. Or they build it up and he goes and wins the goddamn Royal Rumble for all we know. Like it's. it's I hate when people are complaining about a story before it even has a chance to really start. And that's what this feels like. It's just beginning with him. And comparably, like, if you look at
3: NXT in general with the young champions, things. Rhea, Tony, Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne. They're all like early 20s when they all won their titles. He has time. He, he can get it. Mm-hmm.
0: We, when, yeah. when this started, when the NXT rumors of a rebound were happening, nobody knew who Braun Breaker was. And now they're saying he got robbed and buried because he lost his first title match against Ciampa like a month or two later. No it, it it's not over that quick. You, you could you couldn't even book him purposefully to fail that bad. like it, it no he got noticed, people cared about him people liked him. he started using a Steiner recliner. he's a Steiner kid. He's getting over of his own accord. It's fine. like he's gonna be he's gonna be good. He already is. And now and...
1: Champa can work with like a, other new people, mm-hmm. and this is what you do. You give the veteran the champion and they go through some of the new guys and build them up and eventually one beats them. That's the moment. That's what old NXT was, right?
0: <laughs> that was yeah. the whole kind of point. These guys have to learn from veterans somehow, so they go there and they do it that way.
3: And also, a funny thing that was pointed out by Ross Trudell of Cultaholic was the whole the Adam Cole versus um, O'Reilly feud the security guards in one of the moments in the ring. Oh. You had Von Wagner, Braun Breaker, the Creed brothers. And I think there was one more that I can't remember off the top of my head, but you literally had basically all the new era, like top guys that just now are within months are already getting well-known names. Thank you. Harlan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. These
0: Thank guys were all all They're in
3: all
4: that. doing yeah. well. Yeah. They're all doing great things. It's insane. How good NXT is pushing this young talent. It's, it's really good to see.
0: It's pretty wild. Good thing Adam Cole went to go wrestle on Dark.
4: Yeah.
3: God. Also, Champa Chom- is 36 years old. He looks old as shit, know. but he
0: is not that old. Nope. I thought he was in his 40s. Um, AJ, actually. is. That's what I was thinking of, probably getting the age mixed up. But it is kind of funny to see. Like I know Danielson is wrestling on Dark, and the idea there. It's like, oh, he shouldn't be wrestling there, which is correct. But he just wants to wrestle and will as much as he can, so fair Cole's simply like the same kind of guy. The Adam Cole AEW pops are among the loudest they're getting. I'll argue they're starting to outpace CM Punk chants. It's that loud. Why is he on Dark? You're wasting your talent. <laughs> like, what are you doing?
1: I mean, lay in the bed you made, right? Like, you did this to yourself. Yeah. If you've been a main eventer. I feel nothing. Like, mm-hmm. go on Dark. They Also, this company is else to book anyone of any importance like their obsession with getting the like um ratings on rampage and just putting their main eventers as the opening match on rampage every week Number one, it hurts your tapings because everyone apparently left this week after your opening, but it doesn't affect the ratings we've seen. It's just a fail. Like, I don't know. It's a failure. But also like Cole, we said this. If us five can come up with this, you're smart enough and you have enough smart people around you to know this is what was going to happen to you. I have no remorse. Like you did this.
0: Yeah, we were betting how long before he and Danielson are on dark. And then I think within a week he was. And yeah, dark is dark is their main event. It's let's not joke about that. It is. So if people are upset, cross is on main event. Cool. So is Danielson, Daniel Bryan. The main event of WrestleMania
1: is on AEW's main event. Hold good on it. Punk though. I'll say Punk at least has enough like self respect to be like, no, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> like good no. on him at least. But he's had his first match on Dynamite.
3: He's had like four or five matches that they were all Rampage in the pay-per-view, and now he's finally on Dynamite. Like, what
4: the fuck? Who who would have thought Roderick Strong would have been the last one out of the era? And he's really probably doing the best right now. Yeah? Because he's got the title, he's doing Diamond Mine, Diamond Mine rules. He's just, yeah, he's the last one. riley's (laughs) Less. riley's <laughs> there with wagner he's doing like they're doing this buddy
3: cop yeah,
1: but, he's, not he's not on strong's like, level right now strong yeah, is the he's one on roddy. like...
3: yeah roddy's that
0: guy right now <laughs> but roddy was the one where everyone was kind of worried because he's just such a normal guy he's super good but there's oh. he's just a guy <laughs> That's what I said
1: about rollins in the shield he yep. like it's always that one yep. who like weirdly is the best Bear me, I'll well, keep I saying it. Roman's doing good. I shouldn't shout. shot. But them. you you were right at now. that Survivor series when he stole
0: it, right?
4: Oh, it was the greatest thing of the world. Yeah, that was <laughs> oh man, I still I still think about that. Nobody thought it was gonna happen and it
0: did. We all were like, Oh my god. It was so great. When Roderick so Strong great. beat Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins in their champions match. Yeah. Yeah. Nakamura was... and AJ Styles. Oh Styles. But... Strong that's right, strong <laughs> styles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He With Nakamura. Yeah. Style. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh now, speaking of releases and people going elsewhere, um to round this out, we are going to talk a bit about the news that came on our doorstep just yesterday. Uh, ROH Ring of Honor put out a release noticing that after final battle, and they're tapings this weekend uh, November for November, uh they're going on hiatus, and they are returning with Supercard of Honor with a reinvigorated fan focused product that they will be reimagining in that first quarter 2022 hiatus. Uh, immediately after that, news was starting to leak, and there's been nothing official for Ring of Honor, but the talent has said it, pretty much, that they're released as of year end, and if any was through that, I think they're paid into the first quarter. But everybody is released and can work elsewhere immediately. So, of course, the, the memes have come out, and people are doing bookings, and they're all promoting each other impactful champion moose is ready for everybody like th- everybody's promoting it everybody's sad to see it uh it's interesting because there's the tape library news as well which has been on the, t- the selling block for a year actually for 2012 to all out but that's not a here nor there but it's a very weird thing people are acting like it's gone and dead forever and a four-month hiatus during the pandemic i've been part of a longer hiatus and it does feel like it's gone forever say it bluntly. I don't care. That's why we're doing this. But to have that and to have this company who did this amazing thing and not lay anybody off keep everybody employed and take I think it was four or five months before they got to do their pure title series and reinvigorated everything with an awesome product that everybody kind of got warmed up to after having to cancel their eight 18th anniversary? Doing the math. Uh, The day of. It's kind of nuts. They're not doing their 20th anniversary show. Which is kind of telling because it's a new era. 2.0 if you want to call it that. And nobody knows what that future is going to have. Because everybody's taking bookings. GCW has announced uh, Bandito for three bookings already. He's their world champion. Obviously Final Battle is going to be a weird one. Because who's going to win the titles? But yeah, it's... It's almost too soon to really talk about it, because we don't know what specifically, aside from everybody's basically been released. So we're gonna talk a bit about where we think people could go or what. I'll just say bluntly, I think a lot of people are going to be loyal to Ring of Honor, because of how awesome they've been, and won't go anywhere. If they'll keep them there. If our Ring of Honor doesn't want to bring those same people back, fair enough. But, as far as I'm concerned... I think a lot of people are going to stay. And the other thing I think with that is the way that AEW was formed out of the Bucks and Cody and how they kind of got bigger than ROH and didn't help them, uh, whatever, turn their backs on it. Whatever perspective you want from the ROH side. Why would you go to the company that is putting themselves over versus all this other talent that already has it? It's a weird thing. Um, but before we dive in there, I know GMC, you were wanting to talk about releases as well with this, right? I think you had a a point that you were in mind with that. Did I shit? I don't remember. You did. (laughs) All right. So we'll keep this in. You had one. You had a moment now. I believe it was regarding the releases compared to last year with WWE.
1: Can I just say it's disgusting that this company in the middle of a pandemic would leave these poor innocent people out to, you know, out in the cold. Mm-hmm. Carried away, Jim. Yeah, Thank you. My
0: my
3: initials twin pulled this one
0: out.
1: For oh me. Thank my you. god! Oh, that
0: I feel stabbed in the heart on that one. But please go <laughs> out, go from there. Go from there. Same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like honestly, like at this point, right
3: now, you have forty to like a hundred talent, and some were literally probably left other like minor like indies moved to this location because, like, say the women's tournament, they just started this up. And I have only seen, like, all these poor superstars a little bit, but nothing attacking ROH. Like, like, when WWE did it, you had AW at the point just getting people constantly. You had Impact constantly getting people. You had all these things. Right now, an entire major indie company right now is just, stop. Nothing. And AEW's at this point... Are they going to sign 10, 15 people? Probably not, because these guys aren't WWE people. And then you have all these people like Impact. Impact is constantly debuting new, new people. They're not going to bring in 10, 20 people. They're not. They don't have that. Going to New Japan, that's going to be really hard. Because New Japan to here and that, there's still a lot of issues with traveling and COVID. What are these people going to do? Like, yeah, all the minor indies are around, but... They are right now just starting to build back up and paying their own superstars. This is a lot of people out of jobs right now. And I'm not seeing anything back in ROH.
0: Yeah, it it did feel like their last pay-per-view was a turning point also. Like, it not the Impact Turning Point show coming up, but it, it was their best show in years. Like, we all still groan at the Lethal versus Haven going an hour. Like, we, we still remember that, not fondly, but it's still there. This show, top to bottom, was great. Like, we've had a string of a lot of good indie shows. And this now... It's not just a matter of... Like, as much as we like a lot of the talent from last time... With... The, that got released. Like, your, your Breezes and your Fandangos and your EC3s... And all these guys that got released. And then more this year. With all those releases, a lot of that talent... Quite simply was not being used. And therefore wasn't needed. And I said this before... WWE had a history since the 90s and even before to hoard all the talent so no one else had it because they were much more competitive and had to be. Now, they can say WWE's coming to Cincinnati and probably sell it out based on the fact that it's WWE. That happens here in Canada a lot. They're finally coming back. They just said WWE's coming to, I think it's Toronto and Montreal, you know, the two. That's it. They haven't said anybody's coming. But it's going to sell out because it's, it's WWE. They don't have to hoard the talent. They like to. They like having the option. But it's not a danger anymore. And whatever. So the fact that they released all these talent. Oh, it's you. how dare you release them during a pandemic? Okay. ROH did the opposite and now they can't anymore and they have to. Oh, well. It's fine. It's the entire roster. It's the whole goddamn thing. Uh, bear me um with the roh roster i know we've been huge fans of things like with gresham and the pure title like i know that pure title kind of got a lot of us back into roh or into even for the first time to really follow it so to see this is just nuts right like let, let's be clear roh is not going away as far as we know they plan to come back but as it is is gone it's final battle it's very apt um what what do you feel on this whole thing with the releases and, and everything with ROH? It is kind of
4: shocking to release your entire roster. Like, has anybody really done that and then came back? Like, that's just weird. I think a lot of people, a lot of the wrestlers, I think, will remain loyal to ROH because you've seen tweets about it and you hear... People say, Oh, you know, they can't just say enough good things about ROH who has cleaned up their act ever since the whole Kelly Klein thing and like the Bully Ray fan thing. Like you don't hear anything bad about ROH anymore that I can think of. And yeah, I think though I think the company will be back. Uh the other town will probably go and have some matches and other promotions, which would be cool. We could see some matches that we haven't seen before. And I think ROH RH will come back strong and they'll reinvent themselves. Cause like I said, with pure title and when they came back the first time, it, it became really good. Like I just want to see it. And I kind of want to see maybe Jonathan Gresham and Josh Woods, maybe go to new Japan for a little bit and do some technical stuff over there. That would be kind of cool. But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's an exciting time and they'll be back. They'll
0: be back. We talk about new Japan and like Jimmy, G mentioned, it's hard with the travel, but CT they've got strong. And they've had some of these guys there already, right? Like they could easily. Yeah, Gresham is active. Yeah,
1: Gresham is active on it. Brody King is active a ton on it. Um, Plenty of their roster already is on strong. Does like suck right now, but also with ROH, the thing is they often did dual brand tours with New Japan in Japan, Mm -hmm. so it's entirely possible some of them have visas because that's the main thing. If you had a visa going into the pandemic you're okay, it seems for the most part, but it's trying to get a new visa that isn't really working out. If they have visas, they might be able to get over. So I, I really don't know all the specifics. Obviously you go into legal stuff and blah blah blah. But like if the Briscoes wanted to work in New Japan, I feel like they probably could.
0: Now regarding the rosters themselves, uh, Red, I'm coming to you first because yeah. yeah well I mean it's a running joke, but it's also it is it is what it is. Now, you've been watching Ring of Honor stuff, though, and you've been getting on board with a lot of this stuff. So, of the talent that you can recall, (laughs) who stands out to you, and where do you see them going? Do you see anybody leaving? I mean, technically, they've all left. Let's be clear. They might not even bring them back, but ROH has to have somebody on their roster in April, so eh, there's that. But uh, just before we dive in, there's been many people in our own Discord and online saying, WWE will misuse them. That's just a blanket statement. AEW... Has too many, and impact, and NWA can benefit like New Japan, and I'll be honest, a lot of that's probably true, but a lot of these places don't need another company's roster showing up. Like, let, let that—that's how mm-hmm. this is. But what? What are your feelings on this? Like, who? Who do you see standing out or moving here and there or, or everywhere? Well, what do I want? What do I see? Because
1: what I want
2: f- Briscoes on Main SmackDown. I, I want them to be the tag team to actually. You know, put some of these other tag teams like in their place because the tag team division WWE is garbage. You only have like four or five real teams, and the rest are makeshift. But the Briscoes, I I know they had a run in it at some point in the past, but uh, no, I want them main roster ready. And then the other one is, unfortunately, even though I'd want Danhausen on main on WWE, I'm not going to get it. So I want him on Impact. I think he might flourish in Impact and be brought to a bigger audience. I mean, I know he has a cult following, but going to an actual bigger show than ROH, I know ROH is big, but Impact's bigger. And that's still a small margin, as low as their shows are. But I definitely want Dan Housen somewhere on TV weekly. GMC, what about you? Uh,
3: I mean, Shane Taylor promotions would be big in WWE. Uh, There's history with Keith Lee. I mean, the problem is... I. That's a lot of people, and now NXT's changed. They just did the draft. I don't know how, like, only a handful of people could even dare get on the radar of SmackDown and Raws right now. Because ROH took a massive hit after the AEW split, and I mean, even if they go to Impact, like Danhausen going to Impact, Danhausen has more following than most of Impact combined, other than Zack Ryder. Like, Impact also took a massive hit when AEW, and then other things kept happening with them that they just kept falling. Uh, NWA would benefit, yes, but they're only on Fight, so I, it, which is the same audience as ROH, really. So that's really going to be how I wonder how that works. Yeah, it's bad because. These were like there were like three or four major like indie promotions, not counting New Japan WWE and AEW, and now one of them is collapsing. That could also roll affect the others, which we're also starting to see stuff with MLW as well. So who knows what's happens with NWA and Impact, because Impact has also been having issues with contracts for a while anyway.
0: Yeah, let's let's not mistake that. Like there's WWE and then there's also AEW, which is just by virtue of how they're operating kind of number two but then there was Impact and ROH definitively and then also you know NWA, GCW, CZW and then the international Mexico, Japan etc so like Im- it, this is like if Impact went it really feels like the equivalent because they both started in 2002 and Impact releases everybody oh god like it, it feels of that level so uh, bear me though what, what's your guys I know I'm going to say right now Jonathan Gresham I know but who else are you thinking from, uh, from ROH
4: Man, let me think. I'd like to see... I'd like to see Bandito in WWE. i like in NXT. I'd like to see Roosh in AEW. I would like to see... Oh, I'd like to see Roxy in uh, NXT or on Main. It doesn't matter. She's really young. She's good. She'll she'll figure it out. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? I'm trying to think. Jimmy, she said STP, so I don't really want to use them because I would love to see a STP in WWE. Uh, Dan house in, in AEW just because I think that's where he would go, and he can be with Ethan Page and do some cool shit there. So, there we go. All
0: right, and CT, to round it out, who are you kind of eyeing for New Japan, presumably? Or who do you think could go and succeed
1: in places? Or would stay even? Look let's go gresham um i i think the briscoes will stay i think most will stay honestly i don't really see. especially like i don't know how many will sign full main contracts or like big contracts with other companies when roh is returning potentially in just three months after they end i feel like they'll at least wait till then to see what's up um but i mean yeah i think gresham would be great wherever he goes i think specifically new japan would be great Brody King, I'd love to see do more. I'm a big Brody King fan. I think I'm probably the only one here on the call. um But I would love him to do more stuff. um Bandito, I could see going to WWE. That's kind of like the main name I think I really could see going somewhere else. um But I do feel like we're probably, I feel like this is ultimately, we're going to look back in like 10 years or let's say a year and be like, huh, this was, it felt like bigger news than it actually was.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. It's, There's going to be a lot that probably stay, and for all the stuff about how they treated the talent well during this time, this is still them doing that, because they're able to say, look, you're under contract with us, but you can do a booking tomorrow for wherever you need to go, because we're not going to be doing the work. You can get it elsewhere. They're not locked in like a Lucha Underground contract situation where you can't work anywhere else. (laughs) Haha. it's another actual good move. It's just, it's, I will say
1: Dan Housen needs to be like incredibly careful out of everyone on this roster. Danhausen like needs to be careful. If he goes to the wrong place with this kind of comedy act, like he will die. Just be careful. Danhausen. you're a treasure. Don't lose yourself. You know, we love that Danhausen.
0: <laughs> now I've got the roster here specifically because I wanted to see if there were any names that we didn't think of and whatnot. And, mentioned bandito obviously and brody king chris dickinson he's kind of more of a gcw mainstay uh but dalton castle nobody mentioned him his is also a very interesting act to see where it could go if we had an old school nxt i could see it we just call it old school now but it's 2.0 do you think 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 he could survive anywhere i think aew might be his calling yeah he'll be a wingman on dark elevation right yeah, He'll be one like, of the seven factions. I know? hate it, but I, that's because he's better than that. He really is good. <laughs> so it's like uh, impact.
4: He could do impact. He could do. He you know what? That's right.
0: Play. He could do impact definitely. I um, could see him though in WWE. I don't know how
3: his act would work because it could be like an Adam Rose situation. But true. I don't know. It, it's similar he to he Tyler. Right in NXT. It's it. Yeah, it's very similar to Tyler Breeze's old character. So he just has you know backup guys. So I mean it. He should be fine wherever he goes. You could even do that stuff in, like, GCW. Oh, he'd be the biggest heel in GCW. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. It it
0: would definitely work well. Throw, he'd be good.
4: You could throw, like, um, oh, who's... Uh, uh, Dax Draper, the the tall guy that faced Jonathan Gresham in the pure title. He would be good in NXT 2.0. Him and the I-Ison, because they're, like, young
0: mm-hmm.
4: ROH guys. Like, they came through the dojo and stuff, so...
2: Uh, what hey about? Oh, go ahead, Red. I was gonna ask: any women
0: on there? Because honestly, I don't think we've said one woman. Uh I said Roxy. There, there's Roxy. They just kind of restarted their women's stuff and got the tournament going and declared a champion and had some title matches, and that's it. Like they've just gotten the women back mm-hmm. this summer, all pandemic. So it, it it was a long time coming. So it is a bit tragic for that, honestly that it's already cut short. But yeah, Roxy's probably the main name. Um, I could probably list a bunch of other ones, but even these I didn't know until Ring of Honor, so it's a lot of people who are going to try to make their name, obviously, from here. GCW's probably the place because they'll do inter-promotional stuff, along with Impact, and that's probably their best bet. I was going to mention, though, there's LFI. They're the tag champs. Dragon Lee and Kenny King. Uh, King was an X-Division champion. Uh, Dragon Lee, Kenny King, Roosh... Does anybody see Roosh going anywhere? Like they've treated him really well in ROH. Do you think he'd stay if he could? Or would he have a shot elsewhere?
4: I think he'd go to AEW. Yeah. To be with Andrade. Uh
0: I think. Yeah.
4: I mean I I mean I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think
0: if him and I think him and Dragon League both would go there. Jimmy, you just watched Free the Narrative. What about EC3? think he's fine? He's fine. He's set. He's got his own. Thing uh, too. <laughs>
3: it's really awkward. I mean, he has his own show, and the production got better with the Free of the Narratives. Sure but, uh, I mean, obviously, Impact's always going to be a home to him, so he could easily go there and kill it again. Um, I mean, honestly, his character fits GCW a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, AW, <laughs> I don't think he would like them at all, honestly. As much as he hates the controlling thing with WWE, I think he'd also think them as jokes in AEW. So NWA, he would be interesting. I don't know how that would go.
0: Yeah, we got, we can't forget them because NWA could easily bring some of these people in for stuff like that, and they're working with Impact, and you go from there.
3: The women's division especially. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: now, the Briscoes, obviously, we've, we mentioned them. They could, They legitimately could go anywhere, and it would work. They're that good, so... uh, We've been kind of wanting that for forever, too. Just because, but it also seems wrong, them not being an ROH, so... I don't know what to expect from that. That should be interesting. Jay Lethal's a weird one, though. I don't know what to expect from that, because he was kind of, like... Championing ROH more than anybody, so... I don't think he's going anywhere, to, to be honest, but... You can't not work, right? You see him going back to Impact? Oh. I
1: mean, let's not forget He has the speaking out stuff against him So like, I wouldn't be shocked If companies were like, yeah, that's a ticking time bomb We don't really want to have for when it explodes Very true,
0: very true mm-hmm. uh, We did talk about Jonathan Gresham, he could wrestle anywhere Probably not WWE He is five foot one, but I think he's good enough He could anyway, that's fine He's gonna go to Impact with his wife It's honestly Not a bad idea but yeah. he he could do uh, G C W as well. Like the these options are there. Uh, as I scroll through the rest. Matt Taven. I don't care for We're him, but tired, he has man. a fan base. Yeah. I like <laughs> I he, He's got a fan base I and I, I don't want to knock it, but I just I just don't care for him. But he'll 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 go somewhere. He'll definitely find something, absolutely. There's no no issue there. And then STP of course. Tony Deppen, I mean he hit it off with G C W really well. And like I, I don't want to be like, oh I didn't mention Silas Young. I don't know much about some of these guys. Otherwise, they're ROH mainstays. So I, I don't know. Silas Young Vincent's... could
1: be really get an impact.
0: He could, yeah. Yeah.
4: Vincent seems like he could do well in WWE. Mm-hmm. He,
3: Silas Young has He's to go weird, weird gimmick. Silas Young has to go to Impact, so he could go with his son. I don't know who he is. About Violent by Design, looks exactly like him. Oh my god! Just, oh, Joe, Doring? Joe Doring and Joe with Doring, Eric not, Young, tall guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, he's
0: Silas Young Silas Young's Eric Young's brother. He's his father. Yeah. Oh, that's messed up. That's fun. I mean there's guys like Mike Bennett and Maria Bennett, Cornellus Bennett there, you know, they've had fun contract stuff in the past. That's great. PCO, he there actually was Twitter. Uh, PCO um wasn't resigning anyway, so whatever. He's doing his own stuff. But like Horace, Flamita, PJ Black, Flip Gordon, yeah. You yeah. know. You can travel around the world now. Oh wait.
1: <laughs> Retirement.
0: <laughs> right. And then yeah, there's the women's division. And honestly, I can list some of these names and you'll be like, who? But from what we've seen, because I did watch a lot of that tournament, Trisha Dora is actually a recognized world champion thanks to PWI, but Vita Von Star, Session Moth Martina, Sumi Sakai. Maxi Impaler. Maxi Impaler, Quinn McKay. Quinn's awesome with the interview stuff. She was fun. Jenny yeah, Rose, yeah. the allure you know, there is- there's a lot of talent here. There's so it's like women's,
1: oh. the, women's of wrestling is starting back up. They definitely could take some signees. They could. If you want to work with, Tessa. would you want
4: to go? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, would you want to go work with Tessa Blanchard?
0: I mean, you know what? For the opportunity, <laughs> some probably would. Some, some would. Yeah. Some won't. That's the that's what we have it would
1: get eyes on you you know
0: i mean
4: aj lee is there to be like a producer or something there isn't she or something like that i I think producer
1: and commentator yeah Flip a corner to go to puerto rico and wrestle marty squirrel (laughs) (laughs) well i
0: i think we'll leave it at that ct i never did get to ask what happened in new japan um because we talked about what New Japan people do no, over here. No, it's fine. But the G1 happened, you know, only, right? So who...
3: who?
1: Only the ending of the biggest tournament in wrestling of the year. You know, nothing big, you know. But it's Wait, Okada, only, you know right? Shibata coming back after, Shibata. like, seven years of being injured. You know, nothing big, Scott. Isn't Okada small coming small to the to States? And, like, so... Yeah. Coming battle in the Valley, November... 13th i want to say it's their next like paper us pay-per-view no he's
0: gonna be Should at be full done.
1: gear sure. on on november same, 13th same day <laughs> and then i saw someone say it's only a two-hour drive from minnesota to northern california like aw fans keep keep in school stay in school because wow. lord knows you need it wow um he's not Braun croman
0: that's 21 hours and he did it to win the world title uh speaking of titles he's carrying around the old belt right He's not carrying around yeah, the briefcase.
1: Not, uh, What's and it, yeah, but he's just carrying it around like instead of the briefcase, and everyone was losing their minds. Like, what could this possibly mean? No, it's just he's just not carrying around the briefcase. He's carrying around the title instead. It's not a big deal, but it, it's it's fun. just funny because it's, it's, it's like, hey, there it is. Title. We don't want that title right? gone. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> After the like six months of like battles of like, is it going to go? Is it going to stay? Just casually back now, but that's fine. That's yep. fun. Yep.
0: So Wrestle Kingdom three nights. I know WrestleMania got confirmed two nights. You know wrestling's fun. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. <laughs> um, but if people want to hear what we say about it, this is Top of the Card Pod. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify and Apple and all that fun stuff.
1: Uh, CT is on YouTube. Yeah, it is finally on it YouTube. It is. <laughs> I post these to the podcast like app, and I was like, well. You know, it might as well just like I just export it as a video and it's done. So like why not just post them on YouTube? So it's on YouTube now. Yay. it's it's everywhere now. We don't have the joke anymore. We have to yeah. create a new one. Yeah, and I didn't even do it. He did it. So,
0: you know. Yeah. That's, that's that, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the joke is now. Where else where else can we put it? Is it on MySpace? I don't know. It's that's is that even a thing? No, I don't know.
3: It's Hey, we have a podcast on YouTube. That's
0: something, right? Non break. Yeah, no, I said it before, hiatuses suck, and I don't like them, so I'm glad that we're not on one, and it's...
1: The, the fact There's stuff to talk about, though. I thought we were going to have to cancel this week, because there just wasn't enough. I, you know,
0: wait till April, or at least next year, so... Like, th- there, there's so much to talk about, we skipped over stuff. Like, we could have spent 20 minutes on the New Japan stuff, and we spent a minute, and I apologize for that, CT. We'll get We'll get more time for next time. It'll be fun. It'll be fine. But this has gone long. I think we'll end it there. On a positive note, I don't even know anymore. But it is Top of the Card Pod on Twitter, available quite literally everywhere where podcasts are found. And until next time, have a good night.